Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beer Reviewed Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning imbibist. I'm your friendly neighborhood bartender, McKenneth Blue. And my name is Matt Knotts. Welcome to Music Radio 14K. <laughs> and uh, I'm the host of uh, this podcast that I don't remember the name of, uh, Chris Lindstrom from the Food About Town podcast and any number of different things. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Well, um, Here's the thing. So <laughs> 12 episodes ago, we invited four score Chris, and 12 episodes ago, we invited Chris Lindstrom into our house. And yes, he decided that it was his podcast now, but this is the thing I I've got my, my camo gear on. I've got my rascal scooter. I've got my taser. You know what we're going to do? We're going to stop the steal. Ooh, of the yeah, beer reviewed I mean, journal. I've all been of us hoping here, to stop the steal. All of us here today do not want to see our podcast stolen by emboldened vegan podcasters. <laughs> if we don't fight like hell, we're not going to have a podcast anymore. You don't concede when there's theft involved. It doesn't happen. Our audience has had enough, Chris. We will not take it anymore. You'll have an illegitimate is, host. That's what you'll have. Is, and, and we can't let that really happen. This is really good subtext. Everybody should pay attention. This is really good stuff. <laughs> I I will speak for myself and say I will only concede to a very meek vegan podcaster. I don't want to do it to an emboldened one, but if we can find a meek one. <laughs> only I, the penitent man will pass. <laughs> I will roll over on my back quicker than you can say Jack Robinson. I'll just give you my belly. The name of the episode, I will give you my belly. <laughs> uh, see, I, I knew it would be fun to have somebody else to talk to besides Matt for once. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> All right. So, guy's a real um, fucking drag. <laughs> so, uh, last time we uh, got together, my, Matt and myself, we, we were talking about uh, the brand new, brand spanking new new baby smell smelling brewery in town strange bird um and we tried a couple of their beers and you know what we liked them so much that we decided to go for round two so nice we're doing it twice 
Oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to laugh every time that happens. I'm not sure any other single person is going to laugh at any of those, but I'm going to laugh at all of them and I'm not going to explain it. Thanks. There, there's an audience of two for all of these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three. All right. So yeah, let's, let's go ahead. We're going to crack this first one open. Um, Matt, tell us a little bit about uh, what we're doing here. Uh, it's a double IPA. It's called Unfettered Souls or Unfettered Soul. It's just singular. And it 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 very well should be singular. It's a singular sensation. It's a great beer. Uh, it's a double IPA from Strange Bird, the aforementioned brewery. Um, and here's our, our canned copy. Free to be an unrestrained, hazy double IPA flying higher than most. We double dry hopped Unfettered Soul with huge doses of Mosaic and Australian Galaxy. It is medium bodied and supremely balanced. It is a seven and a half APV and sixty-five IBUs. Now, this this is a smell sensation that's sweeping the nation on, on this one here. Mm. That smells fucking delightful. Yeah, and it's the nose is is really inviting, but not it's not new. It's not different, but it smells really intense and fantastic. Mm-hmm. There it, it's a lot of citrus on there. I, I got to get this in me. Hmm. Get it all the way in. No, that's, that is really impressively. And what it's weird now that we call it, this is like, Oh, this is the baseline. This is basic for a double dry hopped IPA. Not that it should be. I mean, this is fantastic. This is, yeah. The, the way I feel about this is it's the, like you say, the baseline, but it's a really dialed in version of it. So you see it and you're like, oh, it's Mosaic and Galaxy. I've seen that a thousand times. Other half puts out like 17 of them a week, you know. Um, this is just such a really refined example of it. Yeah, clean, um, a little bit of sweetness, mm-hmm. but not not enough where it characterizes as sweet. Um, the body, I think, is the important part. You know, you mentioned other half. This isn't the you know this isn't the dream style with the oats and everything else. This is classic, and it's exactly. weird to call this a classic, but it is. This is a classic, like really well executed version of this kind of beer. Yeah, I think that anyone who's familiar with like Sitmo or the Surge is not going to be very like unfamiliar with what they're getting out of this beer. Um, you know, Resurgence talks about having the uh, the Western New York style IPA. Okay, th- this is a Western New York style IPA. I, I, you know, I would say maybe it. <clears throat> I, I'm still not sure exactly what that is, and what differentiates it from a New England style. But man, this is, it's, it's citrus. It's, uh, um, you know, some nice bitter on the finish there. I, oh, I'm, what, what, <laughs> I like what, it. <laughs> yeah. What, what Surprising no one. McKenneth likes the IPA. Yeah. What differentiates it, I believe, is the same thing that differentiates the oral and rectal thermometer. Okay. If you're uh, filling out your BRJ bingo card, Matt just said his favorite joke. <laughs> everybody the, at the, home the it's just, taste exactly thank you <laughs> yes. um um yeah oh side so, note tasting note um ripe 
mango, not yes. overripe, not underripe, perfectly ripe mango, getting some of those florals, that rich, tangy, not tangy sweetness. Um, Cause it's again, the balance, it dances on the tongue. This is a very well-made version of this beer. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. I I'm loving this. It is. This and- beer's McDonald's. I'm loving it. Oh boy. That's the show, everybody. Um, we'll see you <laughs> Thanks next Thanks, everybody, time. for coming. <laughs> uh, but that's what I, I've noticed with Strange Bird so far. We're, what, officially three beers into Strange Bird. We did one off the air, yeah. you and I. We did the the apricot, apricot, depending on who you are, where you're from. Um, what, what do you see, uh, Stromy? Um, since I'm a right thinking American, I say apricot. Um, but you know, it's, you know, if you want to, if you want to be anti-American, if you want to support the kind of government that would, you know, take an election, um, you could call it apricot if you wanted. Here's what I'm going to say. I I am, I am agnostic on the, the pronunciation of apricot versus apricot. I just want to make sure all sides are represented. Um, I just want to call it right down the middle. Um, There's good pronunciations on both sides, Matt. Exactly. So Some very fine pronunciations. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but every single one we've had has been a really nice, refined, dialed-in version of of what they're making. You know what I mean? That the I just had the last um, Petit Colas, the the Belgian table beer, yeah. and I'm hard pressed to find another one as good as that. You know, they they're they know what they're doing and they're making it absolutely to the letter. They're they're really it's the the craftsmanship is is pretty impressive to me. Yeah, especially for I mean, considering how this is the first release for all intents and purposes, I mean, for it to be this dialed in right away, not that we weren't expecting them to be really good, but for it to be this dialed in this early is actually pretty special. Oh, for sure. It, it it really makes me i get excited for what's coming down the road you know what i mean it's it's um i don't want to be too nerdy about it but fuck it's a beer podcast about craft beer i'll be nerdy like this is the first album i'm interested to see what happens when they get experimental on the third one you know what i mean like when they really kind of stretch out and and get weird i want to know what that's like Okay, uh, first pivot of the episode. Um, so I've been listening to the Talking Heads like a real nerd, um, and like that's exactly what I did. I loved the first album, and then you get to the third, and you're like, oh my god, this is so weird and different. I'm loving it so much. Yeah, that's that's yes. Yeah. Strange Bird is like the Talking Heads. I will go with that <laughs> analogy absolutely. Like, oh um, man, I hope they enjoy that. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, the, the the name of the band is actually just Talking Heads. God uh, damn there's, it! There's no the. Uh, it's like it's like it's like the it's like Ramones. There's there's actually not a the. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I at least I'm not Dee-Dee. Johnny. <laughs> It's another joke for six people. Oh, <laughs> and anybody that's worked in, in radio locally might know that one. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really, man, it's making me stutter. Um, this yeah. is really fucking good. You yeah. Guys. yeah. <laughs> it like, just is. This, this is delightful. <clears throat> I haven't had, I haven't had a beer since, man, was the last time. Was it the last time you were with us? 
maybe. I think I may have had one or two since when I was on the road. But yeah, I think it that was one of the last ones I had was when I was on with you guys. When I stumbled to bed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was back in the before times when we did three beers an episode. Oh and we God. learned from our folly. Wow. Yeah. That was a hell of a night. <laughs> yes. After what was that? That recording session was almost two and a half hours. And I went downstairs to a very angry wife. Because <laughs> 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 that, that, that was right after Ben was born. So, yeah, yeah. she uh, she probably wanted to be relieved a little bit sooner than that. Yeah. So <laughs> we laugh now only because you're still married. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's that. But man, three out. Yeah. The week, it was a full on Bacchanal that night. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I, I was re listening to uh, our shows. Um, and oh, we almost forgot to mention uh, Unfettered Souls. Congratulations. You're the 50th customer. This is our 50th beer that we've tried. Number 50, Unfettered oh, wow. Soul. Yeah. That's that's it's a great one for the number. Yeah, I, I think this is this is a good one to break the IPA no IPA mandate that I've set. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. By the way, in, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, you know how hard it is to do a craft beer podcast and not do IPAs. <clears throat> Since what ninety percent of all beers released Fuck, are IPAs. Yeah. You you look at any tap list, you look at any, you walk around AJ's and it's just lousy with double dry hopped, you know, bong resin IPA, um, which I'm, yeah, okay, cool. But it's hard to kind of find stuff that's off that path, um, especially since the other styles that are so prevalent are tough to get dialed in. Um, like those sours are are uh, a tough one to to really get right. Yeah, I mean, I've had some I've had some real garbage sours. Um oh, you know what I did taste recently beer-wise? I take that back. I tried a beer last Wednesday. I happened to be at a place um well, since tastings aren't fully registered yet. I was at a place and a, a gentleman in our local uh beer industry had a couple there. One was an Allagash Britannomyces beer huh that is wow phenomenal and i realized i have one in my fridge that really? perhaps we'll have to crack open one of these days uh See, it's really really good brett beer's red, always yeah it's like red wine barrel finished with hmm. with brett and it's very odd and delicious i would give that a shot brett beers always scare me because they go one of two directions they are either really interesting, weird, and delicious, or they they're garbage water in August. Like, <laughs> what's what's the what's the descriptor they use for that horse blanket? Yeah, I think is one of the things they use. That's like mm-hmm. one of the official descriptors. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit more um, barnyardy than I enjoy. Yeah, um, I mean, from what I understand, um, so blue you. You sleep under a horse blanket. That's right, isn't it? No, I sleep standing up like a horse. Oh, see, I was confused. I thought that's where it was. It was something horse related. <laughs> <laughs> and if you break your leg, do we have to put you down? Yes, please shoot me. Okay. <laughs> I just right, wanted to double check. Right between the eyes. Yeah, no, double, <laughs> double check and double tap. Oh, yeah. I mean, for safety's sake. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how much uh, peanut butter I have to give... Jess before the shows to put under his lips so he talks. 
That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> can we just can we just start talking about like black and white sitcoms? <laughs> yes. This <laughs> we're we're not gonna have a diverging opinion on this beer. So yeah, let's just talk about literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. I love oh. Lucy. That's a good one. That that's a show. Um, so <laughs> pivoting off of something we talked about the last time was animated DC shows. Um, I just started watching the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max. That's it's super good. Fun. It's really, really awesome. And I have to say, one of my favorite characters of the last few years is Ron Funches's King Shark. King Shark is the best. Ron Funches is amazing. I saw him at the the comedy club here in uh, uh, Comedy at the Carlson uh, when he was in town. He's such a genuinely funny guy and also seems like a really good person. He and for him to be that be. funny, it's like, oh, my God. He's like the complete package and a wrestling nerd and a comic nerd and just a really funny guy. Oh, well, thank you for saying that, Chris. <laughs> it's not a bad oh, Ron, function. thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Bye-bye. <laughs> so uh-huh. that was that was much more. Wait, what what was that? That was the uh, la- Brett- you were doing the ladies man. Why, yeah, why that was, was why yeah, was that- the ladies man here? <laughs> I, I feel like it, it's not a it's not a you know the Oregon Trail from Ladies Man to Ron Funches. No, no, no. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Perhaps we went on that whole ride though, because it started out as Funches and it ended as the Ladies Man. It was an evolution. It was kind of cool to watch. I really had to struggle. I just got Tim Meadows in my head. <laughs> I, I could not remember Tim Meadows' name for the life of me. <laughs> Poor Tim Meadows. Not many people remember he exists, which is why you don't see him that much anymore. Um, Yeah, what was the last thing? I feel like the last thing I saw him in was like Mean Girls. I was going to say the last thing I saw him in was a rerun of Mean Girls before RuPaul's Drag Race last week. You know what? I think the movie you're thinking of is Mean Girls. So you might want to check that out if you want more Tim Meadows in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I will vouch for the, the Ron Funches love. I, I saw him at the, the Carlson when he was here, too. And I don't remember if I told the story on, on the show, but uh, he did his little meet and greet afterward. So I wandered up to him. It was Kara and I, and I had my uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Harry Potter t-shirt on. It was, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. and the arm bars of death or whatever it is. So as I'm walking up, he starts singing the Zack, Zack Sabre Jr. theme song. <laughs> and then... Ron and I geeked out talking about wrestling for about 15 minutes while the people behind us in line got so fucking angry. <laughs> I want to talk about wrestling with Ron Funches too. Cause it was right after the G one. So we were just talking NJPW G one. <laughs> like, wow. For way too long. I was like, I, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the great joy of it is how much other people were annoyed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially it's something like that. You know, I've I've waited in lines before at comedy shows. I'm I'm definitely a comedy nerd. I I've waited in lines to meet the people and I don't anymore because you know, most of the time the interactions are so short and they're tired, they want to get back to New York City. But man, I love seeing the people angry that they're waiting. Oh, it yeah. 
yeah, we talked for way too long. And I just turned around and it was the people that came from Greece because they were having a night out kind of thing. <laughs> you know the people I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and they were furious. Oh, Gina was not excited that I was standing there. Um, <laughs> See, like, like I, I usually will set my phone on on the table and and turn on voice recording for the show. So I make sure I get the picture so that when I upload that to my computer, I, I have album art for it. Um, that's good. I, I think that's that's very much appreciated. I don't Did give we, it to anybody. It's it's my own personal bootleg. Didn't um, you do that with Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> um well no i i did it with marion a few times um and jim norton and uh uh brian posein um which by the way when i met brian posein i was trying to tell him that i really enjoyed him on the sarah silverman program oh boy <laughs> and like i just got all tongue-tied and starstruck for a second for some reason like i i don't normally uh, but I'm like trying to explain to him. I really liked the episode where they adopted the robot baby and it was like actually kind of touching. And he's like trying to help me like compliment him because I'm getting all tongue tied. Well, I, I assume it's I assume it's really, really nice for you to meet another big, awkward white guy. See another of your kind in the wild. Yes, 100 percent. At a Brian Posehn show. I'm sure you were the only one there other than him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it was just me and, you know, uh, I, I don't know a way to end that joke that doesn't <laughs> sound offensive. You, so, you and another of another 150 of your <laughs> big white awkward friends. So. Yes, well, it, it is novel to come across a, a, a big white guy that is actually taller than me. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I, I will tell the, the two Brian Posehn stories I have. Number one is when he was on Just Shoot Me, my mom told me I looked just like him. Oh. <laughs> wow. Which, thanks, mom. That's great. That's, <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. And then my, my other one was I almost got him stampeded at Comic-Con. Because um, <laughs> we were walking out of Hall H at the same time. Uh, it was right after we'll say the Disney panel or whatever in the big, like 6,000 person theater. Right. So we're walking out and I notice him and then, you know, your brain goes on standby and you just look at, look at this human being that you see on TV all the time and go, Hey, look, it's Brian Posehn in front of 6,000 people that would absolutely run over their own mothers to talk to Brian Posehn. Um, his eyes got about as big as dinner plates and I've never seen a human being move faster. Then Brian Posehn trying not to get noticed because the fat kid over there that looks kind of like him just went, hey, look. So, yeah, that's how I almost got Brian Posehn killed. All right. It was Shinfo. I did it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really oh, hoping guys, my, I'm really guys, hoping look, my crickets. Brian Posehn. I'm really hoping. Did my crickets come through? Oh, they, they sure did. They did. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Remember that red I was telling you about before the show? Oh, boy. I'm, I'm there now. <laughs> <laughs> oh i am so mad at you that you have that on your your soundboard i've always wanted it on my soundboard i know right oh i'm so excited now time for more music more music <laughs> oh my god the look we're getting from the other video stream is just a look of pure disdain no, once again, you know, I'll just sit over here and, and scratch my nuts while you guys be best friends. 
So what do you think about this beer? Isn't it great? Uh, it what, is great. What do you think over there in the in the other window? It is great. I, I finished it. I'm working on it. God damn. Can you be a fucking professional for five minutes, Chris? Jesus Christ. <laughs> drink, drink your goddamn beer. Oh. After, after the ordeal we put Stromy through getting this show together, calling him unprofessional. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And and it was just one of those things where I was at work one day and and you and I had been talking about, you know, doing guests again. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, we, we could either talk about this some more or I could just reach out to Stromy and see just, if he's busy. Just do it. No, it's like, like, really, what else am I doing? It's well, what what else are you doing, Stromy? Do you what, what what's going on? Oh my God. Yeah, I actually am doing other stuff. I wasn't even trying to lead into something. I was like, yeah. So bored. Maybe I'm better at this than you think I am, motherfucker. (laughs) That was the most Jimmy Kimmel segue I've ever heard. Nice job, you. He's a goddamn Um, host over there. So yeah, um, I'm a gig worker now. I'm uh, delivering food to people's houses, um, but in a more interesting way. So uh, a few of my a few of my friends from the Frankly team, we just started a uh, business called Curate. Uh, curatemeals.com, curate meals on all of your social medias. And we're doing mystery deliveries of meals for two people to your house. Uh, I'm picking all the restaurants, working with them to highlight what they do best and delivering fresh food to your door that you might not have tried before and trying to do it in a way that's sustainable for the restaurants because the restaurants right now are getting huge percentages taken from them with DoorDash and Uber Eats and all these other companies. Um, you know, people are, you know, your people are paying about the same they would pay uh, DoorDash or otherwise. Restaurants are getting almost retail or catering level dollars for their food. Um, when we start having drivers, um, we're not going to pay them a um, indentured servitude wage. We're actually going to pay minimum wage plus tips. Um, and then hopefully we grab a little bit on the top of that. So we're trying to make it a win, 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 win for everybody. Um, because restaurants are getting killed by fees. Drivers are getting treated terribly and everybody's stuck at home and wants to try something different. So I think we found a good solution to that. Yeah. I, I have to say, I got in on on the, the first one. I was super stoked to do it. Um, and I, I think the really cool thing is the the mystery piece of it. Um, yeah, it's, it it's loot box for food or loot crate for food. Right. We actually were talking about that yesterday. Um, and we're like, oh, man, we should have figured out how to do something with that. Instead, <laughs> instead we didn't think about that. No, but we... Um, uh, I think our, our tagline that we're going to try to use is, um, you know, break your routine, try something different, um, and support local businesses. And we're going to be working with a lot of, um, minority owned businesses. So last time we worked with, uh, Zometa, an Ethiopian place on South Clinton, which is fantastic. I'm just going to, this is a very long tagline. <laughs> oh my God. I, I don't oh. think that fits on the on the header graphic. It's oh not going to make God, it into a tweet, Stromy. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God somebody got it. 
<laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I was telling my wife. I was telling my wife before this. I was crashing so hard before I ate dinner. This was either going to be an amazing time where I just can't stop laughing, or I'm going to die after about 15 minutes. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well the good news is you're almost 30 in so. oh god <laughs> uh, oh god damn oh that was awesome uh, so yeah we're trying yourself. we're trying to make a difference in the world uh, <laughs> uh, no but yeah this um yeah we so we're we worked with uh ethiopian place this last time and just to give a preview to other people, what we're trying to do, um, I've got a big list of places, but we're talking about getting to, you know, um, uh, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, um, different uh, Levantine cuisines. Um, I've been trying, I've tried every, not every, but almost every falafel sandwich in Rochester. Um, oh, yeah, you, you were talking about that last time. Is your number one still your number one? Ooh, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it might be Levantine Kitchen in Gates or Cedar. Both are really amazing. But yeah, I did that. But it's like, I want to highlight that, hey, there's a Syrian place in town. I want to highlight, you know, that we have, uh, we have a Cuban restaurant on Lyle Ave. We have uh, all these different places that I want to bring to people, you know, Korean, Szechuan, all this stuff. And a lot of people don't take the time to get off their couch and go after the stuff. And McKenneth hates everything I'm saying. I do not. I do <laughs> not. I, I do not. He doesn't want any of this food. No, I have a baby mouth. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Is there any of those that sounded <clears throat> interesting to you? Have you had Puerto Rican food before? No. I mean, like when you said, uh, you know, Jamaican food, my mind went to uh, work. There's a, a Jamaican woman at work who brought in jerk chicken one time and oh my god that was so fucking good oh yeah i i i can hook you up with some amazing jerk chicken here in town yeah i will send you many links but i would recommend going to people's choice on brooks ave or going to um uh near closer to us going to pancart on uh main street and uh main street in clinton main uh, sorry main street in culver main street in culver uh, Pancart. It's delightful. Nice small place. Almost all of these are family run businesses too. So that's what I'm most excited about is trying to give real, trying to give guaranteed orders and real money to uh, small businesses and also try to bring people cool stuff. I got to get you in some Puerto Rican food though. If you like, do you like pork? Do I, do I look like a person who doesn't like pork? <laughs> Come as on. long as it's not bacon, we're good. <clears throat> Yeah, th no, that, that's basically it. So here, here's the things that like immediately turned me off. Anything pickled, uh, big old, <laughs> <laughs> big yeah. old chunks of onion. Um, okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's see, mayonnaise. Yeah, I've got a friend, uh, uh, my good friend Chris Clemens uh, from Exploring Upstate. He hates mayonnaise. Um, um let's see mayonnaise mayonnaise uh bacon we've mentioned yeah. and honestly it's just it, it, uh most vegetables but that that ends up being more of a textural thing than uh a taste thing oh are you one of those texture people yeah most like <clears throat> there was a 
before my wife and I started dating, there was a girl that I was trying very hard to date. Um, and, and she had me like try strawberries, uh, and, and that went okay. Then she tried me, tried to have me try pineapple. Um, like my teeth touched the pineapple and I just went, Oh no, no. Uh-uh. Oh my God. It's like, so intro texture. <laughs> I was thinking about really weird stuff. So, so what no, happened when no, she like, gave you, what, what happened when she gave you the mashed bananas? What, what happened with that one? Dude, I, I don't think I could do a banana ever again. Like I, I, I can't remember the last time I had a banana. I used to love them when I was a kid, but now I look at them. I'm just like, what? The avocado or like, what about when she gave you the, the cream of wheat? No, it, it basically, it, it stopped at strawberries and pineapple. So no See, tendon yeah, for was, you? No. Yeah. I was thinking more like, like okra, you know, really slimy. Mm, yeah. I Mm-mm. like, Mm-mm. I like those slimy. I like the slimy foods. No, but also basically anything Southern <laughs> except for, uh, uh, you know, barbecue and, and the, fried the chicken. The kid that grew up in Georgia can't eat anything <clears throat> Southern. Yes, the kid, the kid who grew up in Georgia and hates Georgia and the South. <laughs> you know, the classic Georgian dish, grilled peaches and collard greens, and it's just mm-mm-mm. No. I mean, part of, way, me wa- part of me kind of wants to go back to grits and, and see how those are. Ooh, yeah, delightful. Who doesn't like, uh, who doesn't like cornmeal cooked in some sort of delicious lots of fat and stuff? Are you sweet or savory for your grits? Who? who me? Anybody? Yeah. Who are you talking to? There's two of you. Know. Speak up. Your your eyes are not focused on any of us. This this is. I I don't think I even had grits ever <laughs> when a, I was a kid. It's a camera, Stromy. I can't focus on a goddamn thing. It's one fucking lens. <laughs> um, the sa- savory on grits. Um, and you know I like to. I was into the, you know, shrimp and grits with the spices, the Creole spices, um, lots of, you know, lots of butter, all that kind of stuff. That was pretty much the perfect preparation of grits for me. I haven't had them since, um, since I pivoted over to being a pesky vegan. Uh, but I would like to try making them with those kind of, uh, Cajun Creole spices and then do some, maybe add vegetables to it like okra and other stuff and see if I can make it taste good. How do you like your grits? Creamy or al dente? My cousin Finn fucked you guys. I mean, for for that for that remark, for that remark, you can kiss my grits. Ooh. Um. (laughs) You know what I like about this? I think we've. I was gonna say. I think we've got our new theme song. We know in real time when we're bombing, and I appreciate that. (laughs) Um. So I'm also really enjoying just letting the silences go instead of chiming in. <laughs> I've is, noticed. This is my you destructive just, side. Yeah, you just live in the pocket. Yeah. Oh, nothing's ever going to beat the Vleet episode where I let Matt talk for a solid seven minutes without Jesus. saying shit. Fuck. That, that was a been, painful episode to re-listen to. I've never been more out on a limb. <laughs> I refused um to oh, provide any assistance. Oh, oh, oh. oh. sounds like Stromy's gone back to the bar. It's round two. All right. I, I, I yeah, let, let's, uh, let's put a pin in it. Okay. We'll go back to the bar. I, I need to rinse my glass. I, I can't, I can't drink a barley wine out of this that has Dippa leavings in it. No, that's fair. I'm going to, I'm going to change glasses. <laughs>
And, you know, we'll be, we'll be right back on this very special episode of the Beer Review Journal. Stay tuned for more. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Beer Review Journal, the podcast for discerning imbibists. I'm your intrepid host, Chris Lindstrom. And I'm stepping out on the weekend. My name is Matt Knotts. Matt, how, how are, are you doing Chris? today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, it's beautiful, man. I love it. A little snowstorm. It's a nice day to, to settle in and, you know, enjoy a beer and, and maybe watch the snow fly. Oh, yeah. It's puffy snow. It's fantastic outside. And... We're here to enjoy a limited release from Strange Bird Buing. Strange Bird Buing. Strange Bird Buing. <laughs> Strange Bird Brewery. This is the Russian Bear Fight, an imperial stout aged on cherries in rum barrels, which just sounds perfect for a chilly day such as today. It sure does. I'm excited to get into it. Um, I poured a little bit before I got into the studio here. It just so happened that uh, Kara was up, so I gave her a sip. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and she she liked it, and then she took a sip of her, her Coke and went, oh, I have a rum and Coke now. So I- <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure um, was the intention of the, uh, of the master brewer, is to mix this- <laughs> with, with a Coke To zero. mix this with Coke? Yeah, I, I, I think that was the, <laughs> that was the intent. Ah! I just poured it everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh. It's a professional. Look it up in the book. <laughs> so something that looks like looks like motor oil apparently should not be poured all over your long sleeve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna smell like a brewery this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just pour some coke over it to clean it up. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> little red wine on top of that oh yeah really really set it in well (laughs) carrie can i have a napkin please (laughs) i had an accident (laughs) carrie that was the last beer we had Oh my god! Uh, this is no, just the towel's fine. This this is going. Ah! <laughs> this is going well. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can listen to music now. I've finally, I've, I'm regaining my composure. <laughs> the zingers got zinged. We're doing the podcast, unbeknownst to. My beloved partner, McKenneth. And this is, this is what we get for our insolence. We're two minutes in and, <laughs> and Stromy's already poured the beer all over himself. 
<laughs> just falling apart at the seams. I'm telling you, I, I appreciate that you took the first taste off of your wrist. That's um, <laughs> that's dedication to your craft. Well, I mean, who's to waste? <laughs> Ooh, man. The nose on it isn't, I don't get a ton of rum. I don't get a ton of cherry on the nose. I get clean, stout notes. Mm-hmm. Dark, but I don't, I'm not getting any burned notes on the nose. It smells really clean. It's nice and roasty, but it's not burned at all. No, I'm is... getting maybe a hint of the barrel, but not like, oh my God, this is rum on the nose. Yeah, it, it's very close to the the base beer as far as the nose is concerned, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And great balance on the flavor, too. This is, wow, a little vanilla. I'm getting a little bit of that vanilla kick, a little bit of that, a little bit of rum, but it's not It's not excessive in any way. This isn't like, you know what, you, I'm sure you've had plenty of those like barrel-aged stouts where it just tastes like you poured bourbon right into it. Mm-hmm. This is Yeah, it's not like you got that. the dregs of the barrel. This is not that at all. No, it's, it's, it's coloring the flavor in a delightful way, but it's the same thing. Like we talked, we talk, we'll talk about in the rest of the episode, you know, the, when they're, when you're doing the huge fruited, fruited IPAs, fruited stouts, you know, adjunct stouts, uh, fruited sours. Um, this is delicate. This is very, it's very subtle in a really nice way. It is. I, I, um, a lot of those adjunct stouts or the, the 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 pastry stouts, right? It just tastes like you're drinking brownie batter, or you know, if it if it says coffee, cherry, and rum, it's going to taste like you know drugstore chocolate covered cherries, right? Yeah, for um, sure. This yeah, this is very delicate. You know, you're getting the influence of cherries, but it I don't taste like it. It's weird. I don't taste like specifically. Oh my god, this is pounding you in the face with cherries. No, it just kind of, it sits right underneath. Like everything's got its own little pocket. It, everything mm-hmm. is, is really, well, like, like you said, really well balanced. I can't really rephrase that any better than what you said. Yeah, it's, it, this, you can tell it's very well thought out. Everything about it's well thought out. It, uh, it kind of dovetails with, with everything else we've noticed about Strange Bird, right? There's, there's no, it's, it's a very refined, like everything in its right place version of of whatever they're making. It's two people who are, you know, pretty clearly at the t- or, uh, more than two people. I'm not sure exactly how many people are brewing. I think it's two. That's embarrassing. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't whoever's... read enough to correct you. Uh- <laughs> Short story long. Um, these are people at the top of their craft making stuff that's really, really well thought out. Yeah, and I'm starting to get the fruit a little bit more as it's it's starting to warm up. I pulled this right out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. I think you'll probably get more of everything as it warms up a little bit, which I'm actually looking forward to a lot because it's I'm starting to get a little bit more of that uh, you know that dark chocolate flavor. Um, you know, no added chocolate, but that uh, you know roasted uh, roasted malt is really pleasant. Oh yeah, and. Kind of harking back to that base beer, the 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 Russian bear fight, the non barrel aged variant, um, which I think was the first one they sold out of at the brewery. Um, it, it had a very roasty coffee quality to it. No no burnt sensation at all there, but it's got a really interesting kind of. Um, I had like a citrusy note on it. Um, 
And it's interesting to see how that's kind of evolved now that it's been in the barrel. It kind of falls back underneath and you get more of the cherry and, and vanilla kind of smoother, smoother qualities. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this is kind of a perfect, uh, a perfect one for today. Cause it's been a, been a lazy morning, man. I'm, I was not moving fast this morning. I had all these aspirations. The only thing I could bring myself to do was to open my new rice cooker and throw rice in it. That's, that's been my, that's been my, the level of activity I've had this morning. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. Sometimes you need that, you know? Yeah. I didn't do that much more. I went to the store and bought cleaning supplies and then stopped by your house. By the way, thank you for grabbing the sous vide out of the basement. Oh <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah, we're we're bringing food nerdery to this podcast now. Matt's going to cook his uh, you know, do some sous vide cooking at home. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. It's one of those things that um I I've been looking at doing for a long time and then I was like do I want to, you know, invest the money and then either, you know how it is when you buy a gadget and you're like, "Hey, this is cool." and then it's just, you know, too much trouble and you just leave it on the shelf forever. Um, yes. Yes. I absolutely know that. Um, <laughs> I, I have, I have enough of those in the house. I I've been trying not to do that, but the, uh, the pandemic has definitely ramped up my gadgetry. Oh yeah. Uh, gadgetry thoughts again. I was trying to, I was trying to ascertain was the knowing glance at the pile of gadgets or at Carrie. Um, <laughs> No, I was trying to, I was trying to evaluate, like, do I have a specific gadget in the house that I just don't use? I've been pretty good about it. Generally. I, I, I try to actually use the stuff I buy. I'd say the sous vide's the one thing I don't use much, especially as I stopped eating meat. It doesn't, it just doesn't get used much anymore. Yeah. I was going to say how much application is there for vegetables with sous vide? You can, you can use it, but it's better for bigger, um, for batch cooking, like for restaurants more than it is for like home use. Like if I wanted like perfect carrots, you know, I would put them in and get them to exactly the right texture and then do a quick sear. But I don't, I don't make composed dishes that much. It's great for composed food. Right. Not as much for batch cooking like I do. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't imagine, you know, every now and again saying, yeah, I really want those carrots to be perfect. But more often than not, it's, I can probably get these carrots whacked out in about 10 minutes time if I really work on it. Yeah, no, you know? it's perfect for a steak. And that's the, that's the exciting part is you can kind of mess around with a mess around a little bit and get a better result than maybe you would typically. And that's, that's what I'd used it for in the past was, you know, buying good cuts of meat and cooking them as best I can. And I got pretty, pretty good results. Uh, my favorite was in the summer, you know, hitting it on the charcoal grill. Oh yeah. That that's my, did you ever cook on top of your chimney? Do you, or I've did never, you I've never starter? done it. No, I, I know you can get some crazy hot temperatures that way though. Oh, that's my favorite way to cook steak in the summertime. It's, it's great. Like you can rip out a steak in five minutes. And it's, it's perfect. Like, Especially carrot, a skirt steak. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get that nice sear on it. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's the, Car- that's the, that's the preferred steak for crazy hot cooking. Mm-hmm. Kara likes her steaks pretty much, you know, walk it by a, a, a an open light bulb. And it's done yeah, kind of thing. Same, same here. Uh, actually, one of my favorite dishes was always steak tartare. Yeah, Kara too. Oh man, yeah, I, I loved loved steak tartare. The one at uh, the one at Cure was like one of my go tos if I was there and uh, needed some food with my cocktails. Uh, <laughs> that was my that was my go to because it's just it just hits really nice. 
Oh, yeah. Tartara Carpaccio is the other one she goes for when she gets the chance. Too delicate. I like those punchy, nasty flavors. I could see that. Mm. So what's the vegan equivalent of that? Like, if you're heading in that direction for if you really want your funk, where does that come from? You know what? I'd have to really, you kind of have to drive towards fermented stuff. You know, uh, I made my own kimchi at home and it, it, you know, using some of that stuff, some of the fermented Chinese vegetables kind of help. Uh, I have some fermented mustard green stems huh? Um, from the Chinese grocery store. And it definitely has some of that barnyardy funk to it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I made two or three quarts of kimchi uh, over the summer. Um, really not that bad. I have to make more. It's a, it's actually a fun process doing your own fermentation at home. Really? That's something else I've always wanted to try, but was always nervous to do. Yeah. I've made hot sauce before where I did, uh, two or three liters of hot sauce at a time and, uh, doing the, doing the kimchi was a good experiment. I know that I've done it. I'm definitely going to do it again and leave it for longer. I think I did two or three weeks. I think I'd probably do like two months. Uh, really? At, yeah. At room temperature to try to get some, get some more of the funk to it. This is yeah. more bright, uh, like bright fermentation versus like that deep, nasty funk. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like the, the quick pickle, but a little bit further out kind of thing. Yeah. And this is all salted, no vinegar. So this would be, this is more like the lacto fermented. And I would like to do it longer because the, the big difference between a lot of the stuff you'll buy in the store is that the stuff in the store will have uh, dried fish or dried shrimp or fish sauce in it to right. bring that, bring that depth and that funk to it. Uh, really, I just have to drive it longer fermentation. Do, do they have the vegan fish stuff and uh, vegan fish sauce and stuff at the Asian market when you go? I don't know if there is anything that really matches. You can do stuff like liquid aminos, you know, some of that kind of stuff, but it doesn't bring that, you know, to add savoriness, yeah. but it doesn't really bring the same character. Like maybe right. magi seasoning or Maggie seasoning would work. Yeah. You know, it gives some of that without the soy sauce character, but it brings some of that umami. Maybe I could add some mushroom seasoning to it. You know, that, that might help. Actually, that's a good thought. Maybe I'd add mushroom seasoning to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is another episode of fermentation corn. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, it's pretty much on topic, right? That's how we got to here. Mm. That's the most fermentation I've done. I, I, I've home brewed a couple times. Hmm. With very, what'd you make? And was it successful? Uh, yeah, both times it was pretty good. I think the second time I made, we, uh, it was my brother and then James who's been on the show. Um, we made an IPA that, um, might've oxidized a little bit, but it wasn't a bad thing. Hmm. Um, it actually gave us kind of, uh, a, a little different flavor. It almost went Belgian on us a little bit, which leads me to believe we got some kind of wild something in there. Um, Makes sense. Cause you got, you know, your, um, it was Australian hops. We use Galaxy and and a couple other things, um, and then kind of on the end there was a cloviness to it. So it was it was interesting. It was more on the the lemony earthy side, and then it went to like a a Belgian. It was really interesting. I don't nice. know if I could ever do it again on a bet, but <laughs> especially the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. But as a first try, it was good, and I did a, a porter that came out okay. But I'm looking forward to doing more of that, you know, when the weather breaks. 
I have a whole turkey pot, the whole thing, because um, I took the class from Dan Western at at what used to be Lost Borough. Um, and he was like, yeah, just get a turkey fryer kit. Yeah, it's Makes all the same stuff. You mean you, you can do your cooking in there. It's big. It's easy. It's mm-hmm. easy to clean. Yeah. He was like, he brought out his original stock pot and it was just like a beat up old aluminum stock pot. He's like, I started making chicken wings and then I went to beer and that's how I got here. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <clears throat> hey, man. And speaking of here, for you. this is definitely getting better. It's getting more intense uh, flavors now that it's warming up a bit. But it's more intense, but more of the same. Like I'm getting more, uh, getting more of that like dark chocolate with sparse bits of cherry, like dried cherry in it. I'm not getting like fresh juiciness at all, and I'm getting a little bit of that, a little bit of that brightness from the rum. But it's again continuing to be balanced. But as it's warming, I'd recommend drinking this almost at like wine temperatures, like like in the in the fifties versus right out of the fridge. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's one of those that really, really opens up well once it gets to, to, I don't want to say room temperature, but just a little under. Yeah. No, I'm starting to get a little bit of that brightness to it. Mm. Yeah. Man, I'm going to enjoy sipping on this for a little bit. Right. I, I was, uh, I was judicious in my pouring and left a little bit at the end so I could, you know, savor some, maybe a little bit later too. Nice. Um, yeah. Cause this is now, cause I re- I recorded last night, uh, an episode of, uh, in good spirits and we were drinking weeded bourbons. So nice. it's actually interesting. Cause we, there's a lot of similar notes with those, you know, those cherry notes and some of the darker wood notes in this, it's more mm-hmm. chocolatey than woody, but yeah. we're, I'm getting some of the same, same feel in the tasting and it's it's fascinating where you can get these parallels between things that aren't exactly the same but you can start pulling these parallels in between oh sure and i'm sure if we had you know come back to this bottle six months from now you maybe would have gotten a little bit more of the wood character as everything kind of mellowed out in the bottle yeah it could um, be really interesting some of the stuff i could see this sitting well um and also i like that it's not I like that it wasn't crazy heavy, like that it's just nine and a half. Yeah. Versus something that's, you know, 13, 14, 15. That's that's the thing. You get to those, I mean, the big one is Bourbon County, right? That those always run 13%. And they're great, but you really only need a thumble, like a thimbleful. Like Yeah. This I don't feel like twelve ounces of this is excessive. No. I wouldn't want to drink a whole bottle of it. <laughs> no. But yeah, if you if you had twelve ounces of of Bourbon County or twelve ounces of uh, KBS, that's your night. Yeah, and it's it's so it's almost syrupy. Mm-hmm. This still plays light. It plays you know uh, light and balance versus syrupy and crazy intense. Yeah, it's it's uh it's one of the better barrel aged beers I've had in in quite a while. Yeah, um, no, I'm it's, glad it's not syrupy. This is. Something I'm much more happy to to work through today before yeah. I go out and have to shovel. <laughs> you're you're gonna wish you had a little bit of this left when you get back. Oh yeah. Let's come back inside for a sip. Yeah, that's what this is this is the kind of winter warmer I want. Oh yeah. I mean you do have that giant shelf full of goodies too to warm yourself up after you come back in from uh shoveling too. So this is true. But 
like we talked to like we talk about in the rest of the episode and as soon as as soon as i've got vaccines and all we're all cleared we're gonna have some we're gonna have some good times with this stuff looking forward to it i'm gonna keep an eye out to see if i can collect anything to bring over and do stump stromy see if it's anything you haven't gotten your hands on yet too oh nice i love that carrie actually started doing like if i wanted something i just had her bring me a blind sample from the cabinet so I can so I can work through it and try to understand what I'm tasting. Yeah. I failed miserably the first <laughs> the the first time, uh, which is great. I which, get uh, it. it. It makes me excited that I failed so miserably. Well, yeah. And now I can do better the next time. <laughs> well, that's similarly. I just saw somebody was doing a blind tasting of six or seven different local IPAs. Interesting. I, went, I don't have the palate for that. I don't think. I think it's the kind of thing it's trying to identify. It's almost beside the point. I think it's working through the tasting exercise. Yeah. And then it's basically building that reference reference in your head of what is this? Why is this? And that it's weird. Cause you know, we, we talk about, ta- we've talked about tasting a couple times on the show and you know, my focus is on tasting notes and going through the process. Um, but it's more just, that's how I like to look through things is by, breaking it down and then categorizing it as best I can. Right. So it would be an interesting thing, but yeah, I don't, at a certain point, there's not a lot differentiating, you know what I mean? It's, it's so minute. I mean, we had a conversation over the summer. You were in a, a vodka tasting. Oh yeah. Right. And yeah, that blew did, my mind. Yeah. I did that over the summer. Um, uh, through a, uh, through a tasting, um, a spirits judging competition I've done the last few years. And it's really, yeah, vodka judging is challenging, although it's surprising once you get your palate acclimated, how much you can differentiate between them. Um, you, know, you can really taste like, oh yeah, this is a corn based. This is a wheat based. This is, you know, whatever based you can really taste it. It's amazing. It's, um, but it's all, it's about dialing in your palate and learning how to uh, learning how to taste specific things, right? That's it fascinates me. Hmm. Yeah, if, not that I want to do a vodka flight, but I'm sure we could uh, we could arrange that. <laughs> I, I, it's right. like I have absolutely no interest in doing that in my general life, unless it was well, like yeah. an educational thing where I was working on my vodka palate. Like I would never. I, I can't. I think I've only ever ordered like one cocktail with vodka in it. Like since I started drinking. <laughs> well, that it, it makes sense because I mean, yeah, you can discern little bits and pieces, but it doesn't bring a lot of flavor to the party. You know, that's no. kind of the whole, whole reason for it. Right. That's basically the question is why, like, why would I want this? Couldn't, couldn't this have been better with, you know, gin or tequila? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Depending on which side you flavor? want to fall on. Yeah, something yeah. with flavor. Couldn't mm-hmm. this have been better? <laughs> right. I, I feel like it's just a way to kind of juice up your your ABV for the dollar, which you know my my partner in crime would be all about. But um, <laughs> I got him very excited. I think at some point soon, I, I may borrow that bottle from you if that's okay. Yes. For uh, for a future episode, and then I'll bring it back. Um, of course. Uh, that friend of mine in in Fort Worth that sent up the 
the beer allegedly. Um, <laughs> he included a 15 ounce can of their New Year's beer, which is a white Russian malt liquor. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds it, questionable at best. It feels very interesting to me, but I, I feel like it's sitting in my fridge at 15% and I can't on good faith drink it myself. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I can't, you know, share it with Kara because we have a child we have to take care of. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, dude? I, you, I, I don't call an Uber, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Man, so you know what? I, I, I love you. I love you, kid. <laughs> yeah, we'll just – cold compress will take care of it till morning, okay? Um, yeah, so I figure we'll we'll do that on a future episode. That was the, the Martin House Brewing that I was talking about a couple episodes ago where they just do buck wild stuff. There's the spiced beet sour I have in the basement too, which uh, – Yeah, that could, that, could be, that could be definitely very interesting. Yeah, but they do interesting stuff. They're the ones that made the news for the pickle beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's great to do these wacky creative things. Um, but you really have to. I, I think that's the interesting part about these uh, the places where they're doing these new releases all the time. It just forces this crazy churn where you have to come up with a new thing all the time, and it definitely forces you into some weird combinations. Oh yeah, um, that that was the one that also did the buffalo wing and ranch sour. Which I mean is, I mean it is it is the you know uh, it is Texas in the middle of the country, so I suppose <laughs> it makes sense that it's ranch, even though that's blasphemous. Well, this is the thing. I got to know the kid um, through a, a group for a band from Buffalo, so I was like, "Man, you're in Buffalo at least once a year." It's blue cheese, dude. Right? Shouldn't you know better? <laughs> it's blue. Although I can't imagine what a blue cheese sour would be like. I, I feel like that's. I imagine it would be even worse than ranch. That's um, criminal. Yeah, it would probably be really. It could be really awful. I'm Although I'm trying, how... like I'm trying to taste it now. I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture what a buffalo, what a, what a chicken wing and blue cheese sour would actually be. So it, they're they're two separate. So the the buffalo wing is just like the hot sauce beer. Yeah. And then he made the ranch beer. So I'm thinking, what what would you do with a blue cheese beer? Oh, they're separate. They're not together. Yeah, it's two different cans. So you can cuvee them if you want. You can make <laughs> yourself sure, a little. I'm not sure the word cuvee has ever been tied to chicken wings and blue cheese before. <laughs> you can make yourself a little uh, orange and cream. Um, yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine that being. If you separated them, I bet you could actually do it in a like, like a cream ale style with a little bit of a little bit of grain to it to try to balance out that blue cheese funk in some way. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't see it working. I can't feel cheese funk in beer. Like beer has a very specific you know fruit or barnyard cheese funk can't really. You know what I mean. Well, especially the blue cheese funk because it's so specific. Even in the, like the blue cheese dressing that you get, it mm -hmm. has this specific tang and little bit of that background. Not like good blue yeah. cheese. No, but yeah, the because <laughs> I love good blue, cheese. blue cheese. Like yeah. I like nasty. Like my favorites 
we're like Valdeon from Spain, where it's just this like, like almost intensely, almost spicy character with how intense the, like how intense the, uh, the blue part of the cheese is. Oh yeah. You know, it's so strong. I loved that. Yeah. Um, you can feel it coming out your nose when you put it in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, I get that. So good. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Stilton and it gets to that point too. If you get a really stinky piece of Stilton. Oh yeah. The ones that are, the ones that are like, like a little bit older, a little bit more like finished. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Carrie hated all those things. So I got all of them when I bought them, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually gross people out when I'm like, yeah, I, I really like, you know, a real, real, you know, funky Stilton, you know, the, the smell of band-aids, that's kind of what a lot of them take. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people go, Ugh. like, no, it's great. Oh, speaking of which, we'll definitely get into some Band-Aid-y tasting things. I bought uh, I bought a cask strength uh, Lafroig, which is the Ooh. like one of the peatiest of scotches. And man, the iodine Band-Aid-y notes on there. Oh, they're just so strong. It's great. See, that's my jam. I like that. Oh yeah, we're yeah we're we're definitely getting after that. But <laughs> well, S- some somewhere my partner is barfing. <laughs> Well, speaking of your um speaking of your current and former partner, let's uh let's cheers, let's cheers to uh cheers to McKenneth. And uh, to you, Blue. And uh, you know, you didn't get to enjoy this, but another time. <laughs> That's right. And uh, for the uh for the beer review journal, this has been Chris Lindstrom and Matt Knott. And uh what what what's what's the tagline at the end? I'm trying to remember exactly. It's uh, really well. It, I, I know it, generally it, what it is. I'm going to get the words wrong, but it's after your own the beer review journal. Try try everything. everything. Try even Roush beers. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Thanks, Stromy. Cheers. See you. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. One is the loneliest number since the number two. Did, did, did you catch me and my rendition of one is the loneliest number? Oh, no. No one caught that. No. We're both sitting down and putting headphones in. I see. You guys, you guys didn't catch my, my version of uh, one is the loneliest number. <laughs> so what i'm learning tonight is i need to invest in the uh the roadcaster it's really what has to happen oh i got big colorful buttons and everything i can't wait until you come put your big greasy hands all over my uh mixing board over here it's gonna be great that that almost was a euphemism and i, I was like <laughs> oh hey if i knew it was gonna be that kind of party <laughs> And we're back. It's Matt Knotts and the Douche talking to Charles Lindstrom. Hi, I'm Chuck. You can you can call me Chuck. Um, first time first time listener, long time caller. Um, I, I I I hear you guys like beer. Um, this this I I'm drinking a beer. Do you guys want to talk about that beer? See, I, I meant to say Charles Lindbergh, like I completely didn't know what your name was. And I, I fucked up my own <laughs> passive aggression. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, lucky Lindy here over uh, over in the Food About Town studio. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I, I love when you hook a foot on your way to a joke. That really oh, makes God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I fell flat on my face with that one. But uh, but your thing was fun. Well, I think we should, you know what, gentlemen? I think we should do a Lindy hop right over to our next Ooh. beer from Strange Bird, uh, which is the Massive Spire. Um, one, I, I think you guys mentioned this last time. Their can designs are really nice. I really like the I really like the house style. The foil's nice, the designs are subtle but striking, really nice stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and people see uh, the cans that we're talking about tonight of the beers that we're talking about tonight uh, on at Beer Reviewed Journal on Instagram and at Beer Reviewed JNL on Twitter. Um, they're, they're just great. So, yeah, Unfettered Soul is, you know, kind of similar to the uh, uh, Soul of the Moon. Is that what that one's called, Matt? Moon, I'm sorry, Moon of Faith moon. is what Moon of Faith. Of. Yeah, that one's you know sort of a geometric pattern. Uh, Unfettered Soul has a geometric pattern. Um, Massive Spire has like a wolf on a, a rocky outcropping uh, overlooking a valley, and it's all very minimalistic and kind of reminds me of like the video game Journey uh, a little bit. Is Anyone Journey an Atari game? No, yes, it's, it's a, it's the one where you play as the members of journey, um, <laughs> Neil Sean, no, no, Steve oh, Perry. No, 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 no. Wait, you guys, you guys know that's a real game, right? Wait, is this, is this an upper? Oh, I, I don't think I can make that joke, but I think I know the jer- joke I want to make. Um, We're not yeah, let me just it. double check. Um, no, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong band. So no, I can't make that joke, and it would have been really inappropriate if I had made that joke. So I'm not going to make it. Was it the um, fact that the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm? No, that's low hanging fruit. This is much. Okay. This was much more mean and inappropriate. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, here's here's the story. I will tell you about the Journey arcade game, though. Initially, it was supposed to have a camera, so you could capture your own face and put it in the game. Huh. That's really awkward and weird. But what they found was um, most of the characters in the game were not really the, the players' faces. It was just a lot of dick and balls flying around, shooting stuff out of the air. <laughs> so they, they, they quickly scrapped the idea of the camera and replaced it with the giant pixelated heads of the members of Journey. Mm. That sounds about right. So That's really, kind of fun. Really just one set of dick and balls, but it was just Steve Perry's head. Anyway... <laughs> So the, the, the game journey that I'm referring to, and this is McKenna's video game corner. Um, it, it's a, a game that originally came out on like the PS3 uh, era of consoles. Um, and you play as this little person with a scarf. You are alone in this world. That's I all desert. called midgets, by the way. What's that? Um, nothing. Okay. Um, and you're basically just heading to this mountain off in the distance with this light shooting out of the top of it. Um, there's no the Luxor hotel. You mean? <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. Okay. Good. <clears throat> um, it, it's a very short game. You can play through it in an hour and a half. Um, it is beautiful. It, it is one of the most incredible video games that I've ever played. Um, 
There's a multiplayer system in it. You can't, you know, text chat with the person that you're playing with. You can't speak to them. You can't do anything. You basically just are traveling with them through this game world um, and, you know, helping each other. There's there's no way to troll the person that you're playing with. Um, and you don't find out who you're playing with until the end credits of the game. Like at the very end, it'll tell you the, the username of the person you were playing with. Um, so you could reach out to them or whatever. Um, but it, it's one of those games where like the soundtrack is amazing. Um, the graphics are, are simple, but, uh, tell the story very well. Um, the gameplay is simple, but engaging. Um, and I, I you know, I had a, a big, ugly cry at the end of it. It, it's just fantastic. Highly recommend. So when I see this can and I think of that, it gives me the warm fuzzies. Oh, fuck. I forgot where that started. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on for one second. Wait. Wait for it. Oh, that didn't work at all. This is... Oh, this, is <laughs> this has been another episode of McKenna's Video Game Corner. Join us next time when he talks about another game that nobody has ever heard about. Stay tuned on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Journey won multiple Game of the Year awards, and it's a very popular, very well-known game. You know what, partner? I'll back you on that one. There's actually uh, a giant still frame of it at the uh, Museum of Play outside the video game thing. <clears throat> yeah, Chris. It might have been. It might have been a screen. I, I couldn't tell, but yeah, I've known two of people that have played that game, so. And I bet I bet it's a hundred percent sample size saying that it is fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. There we hundred percent fresh. Thanks for joining us. All right. <laughs> so let's uh let's talk a little bit about Massive Spire American Barley Wine, our first barley wine and our fifty our first beer of the podcast. It's the Puerto Rico of our beers. Or or the Washington DC of our beers. Very true. Also true. So of the day, so, so relevant. So what are your experiences with barley wines generally? What, what is your general opinion about barley wines? I've only had one previously, uh, at, uh, the stone yard over here in Webster, uh, before it became the beer hall and then closed. Um, I don't remember who made it. Um, I don't remember being overly, uh, like over the moon about it. <laughs> I liked the way it made me feel because it was like 11%. <laughs> um, I don't know. What What about you? Uh, I'm, I've been, I'd say on the negative side of indifferent about them. I'd say most of the time they end up sweet and fruity and not with a lot of depth or bitterness. It's, it always seemed kind of one note and not like that delicious to me. Like the alcohol was nice, but I've never really enjoyed them that much. Yes. As a utility drinker, though, I am enjoying the fact that this is 10%. Oh, yeah. It's it's definitely, it does have a little bit of, just a little bit of uh, of heat at the back, considering, you know, it's only 10%. Yeah. Now, Matt, Matt, what's your barley wine experience? I usually don't remember. Um <laughs> Um, no, <coughs> what I find is that barley wines, um, 
Barley wine. Bar- barley wine. Barley wine. It, it sure. fucking begins. I'm, uh, I uh, had I barley wine back at the old toad about 15 years ago. And uh, no, um, yeah, what I find is that like barley wines are the, the beer nerds test for one another. Um, you'll go to a, bo- a bottle share or something like that. And then the guy will bust out. Oh, this is this barley wine I got from, you know, lower Slobovia in uh, in South Dakota. Uh, mail ordered it and I won the, the raffle and. And here we are, and they pour it out, and it looks like maple syrup, and then you drink it, and it tastes like maple syrup, and all of a sudden, you're driving in a car, and you don't quite know where you're going. Um, <laughs> that's been my, my my general barley wine experience. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had very few good experiences, and I do have to say, this is one of the very few. This is really tasty. There's a lot to it, like a lot more to it than other barley wines I've had, because you get a lot of the, generally, when I've had a barley wine, it's a lot of that, like, heavy, you know, dried fruit, figgy, caramely, you know, it's it's like a, a, a I'm not going to say on steroids, because I hate using that, that oh, it's phrasing. Just the worst. It's fucking nonsense but it's just a supercharged version of a a scotch ale to me a lot of times where it's just all that caramel syrupy but with an alcohol bite at the end yeah you know when i when i poured this and i had a little bit left on the uh the lip of the can there i i I drank that and i was getting a lot of like caramel on the nose and the, the little bit that i tasted as i'm drinking this from the glass i'm not getting caramel really at all um yeah, it's it's so balanced, and that's that's the part I was surprised about. Here, here's what I'm actually getting off of this, and tell me if I'm wrong or just you know whatever. I, to me, this is almost like an arrogant bastard that has mellowed the fuck out. Interesting. I'm not sure if it's been a long time since I've had one. Th- this is almost to me like like a, a chill bastard <laughs> like like an arrogant bastard it kind of bashes you over the head with the flavor and it, it's very you know it, it it's like a hardcore show it, it's loud and aggressive and in your face and this is just very it's it's got to me like a similar flavor profile but like you turned the amp down to a reasonable volume so what you're saying is it's like a, a hardcore band's like side project ambient thing that they've done. It's like the difference between uh between suicide and that guy's uh like synth album where he made a song for his wife. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like Hole in a Head versus the social network soundtrack. <laughs> sure. <Yes. laughs> yeah, I will go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for for those that haven't spent a bunch of time in basements, that's yeah, it's it's Trent Reznor's career arc from 1989 to today. <laughs> from wanting to fuck you like an animal to doing the soundtrack for Soul, <laughs> coming from, to you on Disney Plus. From from <laughs> fuck you like an animal to just just nuzzling quietly on the couch. Yeah, right. From head like a hole to a whole bunch of soul, the career <laughs> of Trent Reznor. Oh God! Oh, oh, that was the worst laugh I've done on this show. 
coming uh, to you, coming to you March 15th on Disney plus. <laughs> oh, I would pay to see a nine inch nail show on Disney plus. That would be so much fun. <laughs> oh, the kids would have no idea what to think. <laughs> Do you think they try to stage it like a flaming lips show just to like get some kind of family friendly, anything out of it? No, I just, I just picture like one of the 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 three little pigs uh, from that cartoon, uh, but their head spinning around on a turntable. So just the green jelly video <laughs> or green jello if you're a certain age. Oh man, that is exactly what I was thinking of. Oh, I'm such a I'm such a child of Doctor Demento, <laughs> and it, like there's no reason that more than one person on any in any small group should remember that that existed <laughs> but since we're we have like the same taste in like so many different things we both remember that yeah our, our preteen teen minds just glommed onto some weird shit and i just choked on barley wine i'm chris lindstrom and i just choked on barley wine <laughs> I'm isolating that, and that's just going to be the tag in every podcast from now on for you. <laughs> um, uh, on again on this side, I think I'm getting maybe that bare amount of of caramel, a little bit of that fruitiness, but the lingering bitter the bitter notes on the back dry it out in a really pleasant way. Because if it just amplified all those front notes, this could be a really could be kind of the same version of what we were talking about, but it goes really quickly and evolves into a dry, bitter affair. Yeah. It's nice. Cause it reminds me a lot of like a good English bitter on the end of it. It gives me a lot of that, you know, very, very English quality, you know, uh, where you get kind of the sweetness that gives away to biscuity that gives away to, you know, that, that dry bitterness at the end. So it goes to like, it's like a, a heavier London porter kind of thing, yeah, or a the, London pride kind of thing. The the only thing I'll say that that even you know knocks on the door of negative about this is you're you're not going to session this thing. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's ten percent, but also it it's kind of fucking heavy. <laughs> like oh yeah, um, I, I'm I'm starting to feel a little full. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, mm -hmm. like, I don't think, like, I wouldn't say it's intense in a bad way for me at all, No, but you're right. I mean, 12 ounces of this is like a hefty serving of pretty intense flavors. Yeah. I feel like it could very happily be a six ounce pour. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, this is the kind of thing I would love to have in a flight. Were we able to go and get flights mm -hmm. like this would be a great, you know, either a capper to a flight or where you take a pause in the middle and then you move on to like to the really dark stuff. It, it would be a really nice mid or cap to a, to a tasting. Um, I think that would be, it's a great fit for that. You know, three ounces would be perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, I am looking forward to the day where we can go to strange bird and actually enjoy stuff on premises. Oh, and I really, yeah. I really want to get into the pizza too. Oh, that it looks amazing. Like all the stuff they're doing there. I mean, it's it, like I say, the, the people working there, it's a murderer's row. It's it's pretty impressive who they've got. So And they've got merch now. If you have you seen their, their shirts and, yeah. and stuff? They're really cool. No, I haven't. I'm gonna take a look while we're while we're talking. Yeah, they they've got like a 
they've got, you know, obviously like a logo tee with the, so their, their logo is like these, uh, four feathers with, uh, different designs on them. And it says strange bird under it. Um, and they've got a couple that, uh, you know, have different artwork for their, uh, you know, different beers on them. Like the, the Russian bear fight, they've got a shirt for that. Um, but it's cool. It's cool stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's, it's very straightforward. I think it's a good design. I mean, everything, everything makes sense. You know, it seems like they have an identity right away. Yeah. Which other than like, other than fifth frame, like having an identity right away, um, is not something that a lot of places have captured. Like three heads was so established by the time they opened their own place that, you know, it's not the same thing for something so new, like fifth frame had an identity. Stranger, Bird has an identity right away. A lot of other places took a long time to get to it. Yeah. That, that's, what's kind of crazy about this place is like it, it's a brand new brewery that feels like it's been around for a long time and have figured out their shit. Right. Like, <clears throat> There, there's no reason why a, a brewery that's what a month old at this point, yeah, month and a half, should be this dialed in and batting a thousand the way that they are. Like we have not had, we, we've tried pretty much everything that they've brewed at this point, and it's all been really fucking good. Yeah, I, I thought that was you know the the point that you guys brought up the the last time. Uh, not just to say that you guys know what you're talking about, because I really, really don't want to say that. Well, thanks, um, bud. <laughs> yeah, hey, fuck off. <laughs> but I, I think it was, um, you know, the last time when you guys were talking about them, that this is the evolution of what Rochester beer is, because we've had the outside investment. We've had some great homegrown places, but this, this just fits in that, like, we get this new place that's just killing it right away that I could, I could absolutely see having another national presence, like what Mortalis has, you know, fifth frame has a great reputation. Um, you know, other half coming in, I could see this place having a natural reputation really quickly. Oh, sure. Um, I, I think the, the feather in their cap is they're not just doing the, the everyday stuff or the, or the stuff that, you know, most folks would expect like I'm looking at what their next can release is, and they've got a pink peppercorn Saison. Nice. Um, a pear ginger sour wit, mm. a, a West coast IPA with, with one of the greatest names I've seen recently. And it's the Winnebago warrior. Um, <laughs> See that, that that's cool though. Cause I'm yeah, they're, they're doing a West coast IPA. We had a, a double IPA, the sort of that West, the, the Northeast style. Um, yeah, but that's not all they're doing. Obviously, like they, they have the table beer, they have the, the barley wine, they have the Russian Imperial stout. Like they're not overloading us with IPAs and, uh, sours and, and all the things that people in this area and a lot of craft craft breweries, um, Wow, this one is really starting to hit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you guys picture right now if they had like a 12, 15, or like 18 tap system with this crazy diversity of stuff on it? And and if it's all this fucking good? No, yeah. that, that would be crazy mm-hmm. pants bananas. Um, so, but I'm looking forward to that happening. Absolutely. I just want to throw one thing out there. They, their first drop was... 
two hazy IPAs, a, a fruited IPA with apricot, um, a barley wine, <laughs> uh, Ru- Russian bear fight, which was the stout that we did last show. Hey, man, um, did they put the ape in apricot? <laughs> and a... Uh, Courage. Uh, yeah, but it was uh, a grape ape, so they took it out. A, a, a fruited kettle sour. Um, and the first two things to sell out were the fruited kettle sour and the Belgian. That's pretty awesome, right? Tell me what brewery today sells out of their fruited kettle sour and, and Belgian first. Right. And not their like milkshake sour or whatever else. Um, right. Not to say I don't want to try it. Like I haven't actually had any more Talis stuff yet. I would love to try it at some point, but. Like it's it's great to see that they're doing exactly what they want to do, but they have a real. It seems like they have a real vision for what they want to be. Absolutely, and, and the the cool thing is that people are kind of following with it. They're not just staying away in droves because they're not doing the Jamba Juice smoothie kind of beer, which I enjoy those. But you know that that's as, as Cookie Monster would say, that's a sometimes food. Like you can't have those all the time. Yeah, um, not like these beers, which you can have like three every night and sure. not have any problems whatsoever. Absolutely. Or at least while you're having them, you don't have any problems. No, I, I, I feel like I'm going to have a great night. I, I'm going to need to drink quite a volume of water. Oh, it's going to be so much water. Oh, so much, so water. much peeing tonight. Is this the future. water cast? <laughs> <laughs> McKenna's Blue is water champion coming up. <laughs> oh goodness the the level of dextering that that is going to happen tonight after uh, after massive spire here. Goodness gracious! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel wow. like you have to do at Bowser's, least Bowser's man. Like fuck me, I am. Yeah, this it hits hard. Like I've been drinking, I've only been drinking like spirits over the last like couple months. And usually not huge servings, like an ounce, ounce and a half at a time, occasionally a double. But like, wow, this is hitting me much harder than any of that has. It's been kind of fun watching because I've I've been seeing both of you just start to kind of list a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stromy, you've, you've been at an almost 45, ang- 45 degree angle for like... <laughs> The thing you got to understand is that occasionally when you have something that's a little bit strong, it's just in a different way and you just got to readjust. See, this is barley wine. The next next thing you say is, ah, who's uh, Little Caesars? Who's going to get the Little Caesars? (laughs) That's, you know, that actually doesn't sound bad right about now. And that's barley wine. That's barley wine for you. <laughs> so just just for reference sake, lean, also known as purple drink and several <laughs> other names, is a recreational drug beverage prepared by combining prescription grade cough syrup with a soft drink with, with, with a soft drink and hard candy. The concoction originated in Houston, Texas, and is popular in the hip hop culture or those who reside in the southern United States, courtesy of Wikipedia. Yeah. Sprite, Jolly Ranchers. Purple, of course. Yeah. We have to have purple Jolly Ranchers. Coating cough syrup. Yeah. Styrofoam so. cup. Scissorp. Scissorp. And then you get that lean. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we brought that to the audience. Is this? Yeah. Is this? Uh, oh, the one last beer that I, I forgot to to bring up in the the drop here in March. You're going to get a dark Brett saison. Wow. I've never had a Brett. I, I, I was leaning too far from the microphone. <laughs> you were doing a full a full like late afternoon. My chair leans too far back at work. Like, I, I was oh, I was I'm half uh, awake. Oh my god. <laughs> That was a, a postprandial lean. That was some some Thanksgiving shit. <laughs> I, I was uh, just feeling footloose and fancy free. De- devil may care. You forgot um, you were recording a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was sitting forward to say now. Oh, You've I, never I, had I've, a Brett. I've never had a Brett. That that's that's the Re- the Reese Witherspoon. That oh, is style, correct. Yeah, the Reese Witherspoon, which, um. Yeah, as we've discussed, the worst beer I've ever had. Uh, the IPA aged in white wine barrels with Brett hmm. um, from Night Shift. And worse than wanna, a Mike Hess. I want to say there was something else in there. It might have been like a Goza IPA. Like, oh, everything they, they wanted to throw at the wall. Yeah. Now, now see, I, I find Reese Witherspoon to be a fine actress. I, I don't know why she would be the worst. I, I think it was more of a an aesthetic thing for for our good friend Michael, who kind of looks like Hagrid. Um, <laughs> not not a Reese Witherspoon fan, is he? An, initially, no, but she grows on him. Apparently, oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, uh, for me, yeah, it wasn't so much. It was the sickest I've ever been after a beer was drinking mm. that. Um, yeah. So night shift on the whole, very good, but that one, not so much. Um, yeah, Brett's like we were talking about before, Brett's kind of a very divisive flavor and it can be handled really well where it adds this beautiful complexity to the affair or it can be really terrible. Uh, I, I remember when I went to, um, why my, uh, Russian river, uh, just North of, because you had a 10% barley wine, Chris, that's <laughs> Oh yeah. So oh, this fuck. last beer I believe was called Temporary Memory Loss. Temporary Memory Loss. Um this was a Russian River Brewing uh uh just north of uh San Francisco and it's a you know they're widely this is like one of the hype breweries from Man, when was that the hype brewery, Matt? Like like 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Yeah, that's that's where you got the Plinies. Yeah, so I I had one there. But a lot of the stuff they had was Brett, um, you know, consecration, things like that, where it's like a lot of, you know, wine influence and mm-hmm. Brett and everything else. And it was a really interesting learning experience trying it there. And I've had some really great ones and really terrible ones since. Um, and it's, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that, McKenneth, especially since, you know, I'm not sure. Do you, do you like odd, funky flavors generally, or do you like more clean stuff? I, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> we've tried a lot of stuff on this show that I characterize as interesting. Mm. Um, I that I wouldn't necessarily run out and buy again, but like I enjoy the experience. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd I'd be willing to try just about anything. Um, 
but <laughs> except such, such, such as such as the tagline. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I like I, I I'm I, I want to try it, um, but uh, I make no <laughs> no guarantees yeah. of becoming a regular patron of a you know a particular flavor type. Um, so, but you know what? Like it, it, as far as the Brett stuff goes, like I I kind of trust these guys. Um, to do it and not fuck it up, I guess. Yeah. No, that um, makes sense. Um, and perhaps if you'll have me back, I'll crack the one I have in my fridge, which is an Allagash version, and uh, we can try that as well. I think that would be fun if we if we do a a, a post uh, vaccination oh, show post where we can all get together. Post Malone, we'll just do right. the the Bud Light variants. We'll do Bud Light. We'll Bud get Light face seltzer. tattoos. We'll get face tattoos after the yep. couple Bud Light seltzers. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's the one thing that I would never get. It's like Bud, Bud Light, Light seltzers. seltzers. Yeah, I would never <laughs> get yeah, Bud, Bud Light, Light seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those two outfielders are fucking concussed. Um, <laughs> Matt and I were just lunging at the microphone to make the same joke. <laughs> oh, you give us a fly ball. We're going to go for it. Um <laughs> <laughs> come on guys there's plenty for everyone <laughs> like Jesus. you don't have to fight over it so so just so we can i i want to put a button on the uh the reese witherspoon just because i want to give you know the, the the proper credit where it's due it was called king lear uh from from night shift it was part of their their bottle club and it was a double india pale ale aged in sauvignon blanc barrels with brett is someone vomiting? No, uh, Stromy's uh, peeing into his uh, glass <laughs> red solo cup. Yes. Um, yeah, Sauvignon Blanc is also a really, can be very um, interesting aromas. If I recall correctly, one of the uh, one of the notable uh, noses and tasting notes is uh, cat pee mm-hmm. on Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. So that probably could have um, aided in some of the odd flavors if it was one of those that was more prominent in that uh, so, nose. N- now, see, that just reiterates my uh, my opinion that wine is a perfect waste of grape juice. Oh, see, that's what I want to do. Can we, when you guys come over, I don't care if it's on my podcast or this one, um, I really want to just get us all like basically fucking blitzkrieged, but tasting just wine and spirits wine and drunk. trying different stuff yeah yeah no i i i'm down i i guarantee i i almost 100 guarantee you i enjoy what i'm drinking oh no see that's i think that's that's my challenge though so my challenge is to find what you actually will enjoy yeah a, a spoiler alert if it tastes if it still tastes like grape juice i will probably enjoy it if it tastes like wine I will think it's dog shit. So, so Stromy, if you get him some Manischewitz, it'll be all set. <laughs> this is the thing. The best wine that I ever tasted for me, uh, I think I was Don't like 18 it. or 19. Don't it came it. in a plastic gallon jug. <laughs> and, I thought uh, you were going to say Red Cat. <laughs> no, I have <laughs> no fucking idea where my my friend Ben uh, got Walter. this from. <laughs> Sweetberry wine. <laughs> 
like it, it it tasted exactly like grape juice, but it got you drunk and uh, it was delightful. Um, there are still a lot of pictures of of my friend Ben uh, puking in the snow on my computer uh, <laughs> from that wine. But did your uh, computer survive? <laughs> uh, the, the digital files have made their way across uh, multiple computers at this point. Uh, I love um, this show so much. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, other than, other than uh, that garbage pharmacy wine, you know, next to the, you know, plastic jugs of uh, Stolich Neuer or whatever. Um, about the only other wine that I really enjoy is like a Moscato again, because it's sweet and it tastes like grape juice. Um, I have, I have tried to like many things, uh, but God, God, like a dry wine. I just fucking, mm. See, mm. I, I, I trust Stromy to be our, our wine and spirit Sherpa because I don't so drink do gin and I still have flashbacks to whatever gin that was you had. When you did Magnus's show, when you and I first met. Oh man, Magnus came over to drop off some stuff I lent him. And you know what he mentioned? He mentioned that gin. Yeah, man. It was so good. Like I I, I think I mentioned it on the last show. I yeah. you gave me that that sip of it. And then for the next hour, I was like, oh shit, that was fantastic. I, I enjoyed that for a full hour. I have expanded. Now I've got a I think I have a selection of five different gins that are all different and interesting. Really? So I mean we can do we can do a gin flight. We can do a gin and tonic flight. You know, we can we can do any of that stuff. I mean that that's that's what I'm so excited to do when people come over and we can just hang out like either on the porch or in of doors. Man, I'm stoked for that. I'm looking oh, forward to that big time. I am so eager. Whatever um, we can bring to the party, please let us know because we don't want to just drink all your booze. No, you know what I want? I just he want He doesn't. I just want people to come over like that's, that's going to be, it's such a joy. And I think it's now that the, you know, seclusion of being at home and not going out socially at all in, um, going on uh, 11 straight months Mm -hmm. is I really just want people to come over and hang out. I want to watch movies. I want to, you know, do weird tastings. I just want, people around and yeah. i was terrible at that before <laughs> same no, I, me too like i'm i've said it before i'm one of the most introverted people on the face of the planet and like I, I, man i miss hanging out with people and like <laughs> uh you know my like my my friend ben would come over and we'd watch the walking dead and like that didn't happen really at all this past season and it sucks and I'm really looking forward to everything getting back to normal. So once again, McKenneth Soapbox Corner, get your fucking vaccine, please. And yeah. thank you, yeah, McKenneth. Schedule yeah. your vaccine. <clears throat> yeah, get yeah. your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I realized the date my for dad mine got his is first dose. One uh, full year. Nice. Daddy awesome. Blue, first vaccine dose. Thank you. How's he doing with it? Uh, fine with the first dose as far, so far as I know, uh, from what I understand, it's the second dose that puts you on your ass, but you know what? Uh-huh. It's a, a day and, uh, deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's complaining that it's like, oh, you kind of feel sick for a day. I'm like, shut up. This is easy. This is, this is a miracle of modern science. 
We are experiencing a miracle in real time. Mm-hmm. This is what a miracle is. Yeah. Shut up and take your miracle right into your veins. Yes, uh, 100% <laughs> on that one. Like I've, I've, I've said that before on the podcast. Vaccines are, the as an atheist, I view vaccines as the closest thing to an actual miracle that exists uh, on this planet. Please, uh, you know, embrace the miracle. Get your COVID vaccine. Get a flu shot. Fucking just... God damn it. Do it. (laughs) That's the, by the way, that's the tagline of this podcast. Now embrace the miracle. Embrace the miracle. Embrace the miracle. The beer review journal. Don't be a penis. Like get your fucking vaccine. Don't be a penis. The beer reviewed journal. At some point after this, you and I are going to hook up and just do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Do sweepers. Okay. So Kenneth, I need, I need to explain something to you before we close. So, um, the last time, so Matt and I are lonely people because we're at home by ourselves and by ourselves, meaning with the rest of our family around my wife, you know, his wife and, uh, and child, but you know, we're alone because we are weirdos. (laughs) And I think it was what, what about a month ago, Matt and I sat, I, I was laying on the couch and we talked for like an hour and 45 minutes, like teenage fucking girls yeah. just talking about random stuff, bouncing around for like two straight hours. And it was sickening. And one of the best things I've done since I started the pandemic, it was fantastic. It was a lot so what of fun. Do you, what do you think of Jonathan Brandis? That was basically <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> It, it turns out we listen to all the same dumb radio shows, which is why the the jokes I have are, are for two people. It's Stromy and Josh because we all listen to the same shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it was it was really sickening and terrible, and it was just pure was joy. And I I think this, but that's that's why I think we all why we do this kind of thing is because like having conversations changed who I am, changes everything about what I do, mm-hmm. and this is this brought some light to a long day today. So not to make this saccharine at the end, but gentlemen, thank you for having me today. This is, this was fantastic. I really enjoyed um, drinking this stuff and now feeling really (laughs) tipsy and staggering. I I like that. We've gotten to the point where you're just the the maudlin drunk. You know what guys? You know what guys? I I think you're really, you're really fun guys. I just, I, I can't hey guys, this I is fucking love you guys. I fucking love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been that before. <laughs> I've never been that before. And now let, I'm let me the just guy. Say, you know uh, what I like about you guys? You're the you're the guy. And you, you know that you know that you're the guy. But, here's the you thing, Stromy. You don't really know that you're the guy. My this guy. is this is how I know you don't have many many barley wine experiences. No, this is the way this shit always ends. <laughs> Man, if you were here, I would fucking hug you, dude. By the moon, by the moon. <laughs> oh god. So, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it, eh? Yeah, yeah, boys. I, I, I think that the uh, the the glasses have run dry. Um, oh, I, I, I Our eyes like... have not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the this is the the tear in your beer episode. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but I, I I think now is as good a time as any. Uh, to cash in the old tab there. 
Um, and when we cash in the tab, we like to remind you to, to check out our socials. Would you? Um, you can check Won't us out. Won't you? Won't you? Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Beer Review JNL. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Beer Review Journal. Uh, Matt is at Dreaded Matt, and I'm at McKenneth Blue uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Stromy, you're at Stromy. I am at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Curate Meals if you want to get a fun food adventure delivered right to your door. Uh, our next delivery is on March 3rd, and we'll be doing one every two weeks after that, and hopefully every week after a little while as well. So and, uh, join us on uh, one of our future deliveries, and hopefully on March 3rd. What, what What's your OnlyFans? Well, I mean, also it's, it's a little bit nerdy. So I reenact specific scenes from my favorite podcasts and I dress up in costume and everybody really loves it. Excellent. I'm looking forward to the BRJ. Tasteful skin only. Um, So Um, I, I will say for, for curate, um, like I say, I was lucky enough to, to get in on the first one. It was from, from Marty's meats. I brought it inside and I had fried chicken. I had, mashed cauliflower and i had collard greens somebody actually brought collard greens to my door and they were absolutely fantastic so yeah treat yourself go through go go get yourself a dinner from curate it's well worth thank you so much for having me guys and uh yeah definitely check out curate but also follow these guys and check out the next episode of wow I just said episode. I'm going to stop and let somebody else close this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Um, thanks to Erling for the use of their song. I feel good as the intro and outro of our show. And um, Matt. Yes. Do you know what is particularly special about this episode? Um, it's our 52nd episode. No. Uh, it's our 22nd episode. I was close. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, no. The day this comes out will be uh, February 19th of 2021. Oh, is it? It is the one year it's anniversary. the one year anniversary. Of us recording the first episode. It didn't come out until June, but we recorded it <laughs> February 19th because I was having a, ch- my wife was having a child with me. My wife. My wife. And uh, we wanted to have a little bit of a buffer. Um, so we so, took four months. <laughs> it took four months in a pandemic, but God damn it. We had a buffer for a while. <laughs> we don't anymore. Um, uh, but I feel like that works. Okay. But yeah, we have, we have been recording the beer reviewed journal for one year as of one the day this comes year. out. The beer review journal buffering for all eternity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Also, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I want to thank everyone who listens uh, to us on a biweekly basis. Um, keep doing Even that. Even if it's a weekly basis. If you just charge them up and do them weekly, that's fine too. However yeah, it works know. for you. It's a podcast. It's on demand. Anyway, thank you very much from the hearts of our bottoms for listening. And uh, from all of us at the Beer Reviewed Journal, try everything. Even Roush beers. The Beer Reviewed Journal. It's a podcast. They have podcasts on computers now. <laughs> I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!